I just lost Dan. What just happened? Can't get through a recording session without one of these things happening. It's lovely. Lord. I'm still standing. Oh, Danny boy. The pipes. Uh, I don't know how the song goes. God damn. Daniel. Daniel, can you hear me? Dan Tom May. Ow. Falling to shit. Are you alive? I don't know what happened. Yeah, do I. Confusing. That was weird. Back on speaker. Now you're in my headphones. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Beautiful. Forget what I was saying. Um, forget two. Wasn't it about Matt Patricia or something? Two, one. 18, Fuck. 17, 69. Oh, everything about you is terrible. Welcome to the Packy Run podcast. I am your host, Dan Mayotte. We are back for the second week in a row after missing an extended period of time. I am joined with my co-host. Boo Radley. <laughs> Bradley? Boo Radley? Boo Radley. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh... Yeah, AJ decided to... Uh, decided not to join us he's gone now i am i am the old man that doesn't actually live in your apartment building but is somehow on your co-op board the dumb <laughs> joke and it's also not my joke so we'll just move right along i mean it's kind of like what jeff bezos his plan could do now with his time stepping down as ceo wait is he really yeah that was like that got announced like a few hours ago that's wild now he's like like a now he's like on the board that's insane i just started watching silicon valley again this week so like tech stuff has been very top of mind for me i actually finally outfitted my room with smart lights i think we talked about that a little bit last week too um yeah so i have smart lights in my room that i can control with my phone and uh i don't have to feel like the oppressive overhead lighting is threatening to consume me on my days off from work that's that's true that's, that's insane that's real jeff bezos is actually stepping down yeah he's stepping down to ceo do you think he's gonna go like the bill gates route do you think he's just gonna dedicate his life to charity or is he just gonna be like a weirdo like elon musk i don't know i i mean <sighs> tech guys amaze me because on the one hand they're like i love like i love the personalities people like steve jobs or like a Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, uh, Jack from Twitter, like Mark Zuckerberg. They're super, super interesting to me as like people because I don't quite get them. Well, but in the like on the Mark Zuckerberg is just a robot. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Like that's so that's such a weird like character trait. And yet like the flip side of that coin is that they are across the board all infuriating human beings. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure, and don't quote me on this, um, and someone can look this up, like, I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos started on Wall Street, um, and that's where, like, he got most of his money at the beginning, and then started Amazon with, like, selling books and other goods and services. What if we took Barnes & Noble and put it on the internet, and then bought the internet and became an oppressive capitalist force? <sighs> I mean, we we all give him money. So, like, we're all part of the problem, like, feeding his greed. I'm 99% sure that our podcast is hosted on Amazon Web Services. It's a pretty safe bet. So, uh, shout out to 
I'm not sure I can say his name legally. Shout out to friends of mine who work for Amazon in the AWS division. Love your work. Thanks for giving us the internet. We love you. Kind of. Um, <laughs> I mean, we appreciate you. We don't maybe not appreciate. Um, you know, we're just not going to say anything bad here. We're going to be positive <laughs> today for we're once. Gonna, we're going to try and err on the side of positivity and not get shadow banned. <laughs> Well, I doubt it. I mean, we're pretty small as it is. Yeah, we don't. Our hot takes are mostly sports related, so I think we'll be okay. Right. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of sports, we're going to get into talking about some of that. We're going to talk about our Super Bowl predictions, as well as a big trade happened over the weekend with Matthew Statford going over to the Los Angeles Rams for a couple first round picks and Jared Goff. Jared Goofball. Jared Goofball. That's a great way to describe him. Jared Goofball. I can't even take credit for that joke. I've definitely heard it around on other like videos and other people saying that. I love his depiction in the Gridiron Heights um, little webisodes that they post on Instagram where he's like a surfer, I guess. I mean, it's fitting because I mean, LA Chargers, but he just... It makes sense. Not LA Chargers, LA Rams. LA Rams, but, my bad. I mean... He, He's from California. He went to school in California, so and got drafted by a California team. So yeah, now he's in Detroit. <laughs> That's I. You have to. You have to wonder what must it be like to be like a warm weather team kind of guy, and then to be basically forced into like if you want to if you want to keep your job if you want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, you can play in Detroit or nothing. Well, I mean, at least with Detroit, you're inside for the games, which that's good. But like then you also have to face the Green Bay Packers, which literally one of the coldest places you can play. Lambeau. Um, and also, yeah, Lambeau. And also the Bears are in your division at Soldier Field. Um, Tom Brady came out and was like, yeah, never moving back to New England. Like after like moving down to Florida, which I really, really I mean, I'm starting to feel this way about the Internet as a whole. Um, it's getting really taxing. Um, Twitter and Instagram and everything is just slowly but surely making me angrier as a person. But on that note, I'm getting more and more fed up with Boston and national sports media talking about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Mm. Like every time I think I've hit my limit, I see another headline that makes me think like, oh man, like who said what now? What's going to happen? What are the hot takes? And it's always like Brady rips Tom, Tom Brady rips Bill Belichick and says he's never coming back to New England. That's the headline. And then you read it and he's just like, yeah, I enjoy the warm weather. Can't see myself going right. back up there besides to play games like this. Right. And the comments sections are always hilarious, too, because it's a bunch of people getting big mad about it. And it's like, what part of any let's, of this was like actually sensational to you? Let's uh, circle that away. We'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. Yeah, we got to stick with tradition, don't we? Oh, that was a nice yeah, crack. Yeah, we do. We can't, just, yeah, we can't just go off the rails. I mean, we can. And we have. I mean, we <laughs> That is true. That is very true. I will let you start off, my good sir. All right. Well, I was going down to my local store, my packy store um, called Chansky's Market, and I wanted to switch it up a little bit. So I got a four pack of Dorchester Brewing Company Parish Pilsner. Um, first time trying it right here. 
and it's pretty good. Parish Pilsner. I would uh Parish Pilsner. Like a like a church parish. Yeah. I was just gonna make a joke about Dorchester and say, okay, they have a brewery, and I'm pretty sure they have a church. Is that it? Probably. I mean, apparently the I'm showing AJ right here. <laughs> is the brewery in the I'm parish? I'm showing AJ what it is, but that checks out for a suburb of Boston. I mean that that does check out. I'm <laughs> that logic makes sense. I'm following that math. Like Roman Catholics, Irish people, breweries, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the basement of the church <laughs> brewing beer and singing Oh Danny Boy. Yeah. And other um Christian tunes <laughs> where Skillet plays an underroof. Oh no. That's oh no. Skillet just that blindsided me. I forgot that that was a band. Yeah, Christian band. Also, Evanescence is Christian too, I'm pretty sure. I think so. It's Evanescence or Flyleaf, or both. No, both. Flyleaf, definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a little... That's, those are throwbacks. Really funny how so many of those bands have these songs that when I was like younger, I'd be like, oh, this is such a profound love song. And then you'd find out that it, that it was a Christian band, and it's like, oh, you weren't singing about girls. <laughs> You were singing about God. True. Now I'm a little disappointed. Dude, there was a huge Christian metal post-hardcore scene in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, of all places. I think New like, Hampshire used to have a festival. Yeah, they did. Like, 10 years ago. It was a huge thing. A bunch of the, a bunch of the kids that I did Boy Scouts with used to go to that thing. But going off the rails here, Dorchester Brewing Company. Um, check it out. At your local uh, packy. On a scale uh, from, I assume it's on a scale from one to a fine pilsner. How fine is this pilsner? I mean, it's a pretty fine pilsner. Um, I mean, Miller Light is. It's only good because it's so. It's the only reason Miller High Life, Miller not Miller High Life, Miller Light is such a good fine pilsner is because it is probably the easy easiest chugging beer of all time. Of all time is kind of a hot take. Because I feel like most people would tell you that it's Bud Light. But that stuff is swill. And I've well, had it like four times in my life. Well, I'm here to make hot takes. And it's Miller Light. I, re- I respect the ambition. Um, what, are you drinking some Kim Crawford again? I am drinking Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. Because I was in the mood for wine. And it was on sale at my grocery store. So I got a bottle. And now I'm drinking some of that bottle to make up for this work week which is only two days old and has already broken me. I feel that. Yeah, I was, that's how I feel because um, at the grocery store I work, we were uh, before, I was working right before the snowstorm and for whatever reason, everyone and their mother goes to the grocery store like the day before the storm. Like there was a line wrapped around the store of people outside waiting. Do you have bread and milk stocked? No, it's it's gluten gluten free bread, artisan something rather, and oat milk. Oh man, yeah, we uh, we get the same thing down here in Nashville, but it's ten times funnier and also ten times more infuriating because we get snow for like two hours at a time and it never sticks. But they, somebody yep. hears snow in the forecast for Nashville and it's like we have to go get bread and milk. Like okay, but what about you know batteries, candles? If- well, you want to like the the messed up thing about it, like people shopping at the grocery store before a snowstorm, it's always things they don't like if your power goes out, you're you're screwed. You can't 
cook these items, they get like frozen pizzas and like frozen dumplings and like the like just like cold cuts and like that kind of stuff that you you have to. I mean, with cold cuts, at least you can just take it out and eat it. But a frozen pizza, you have to warm it up. You're kind of you're kind of stuck there. Having spent. Oh, God. How old am I now? I'm 25. I've been working since I was. So I'm I'm close to having worked half of my life in various like customer service kind of roles and yeah it's it's funny because it's stupid that this is what these people do but it's not surprising no it's not like this is, um, <laughs> it's not surprising at all it's just it is it is pure unadulterated stupidity and i guess if you can't laugh at it you're just going to cry so <laughs> go get your go get your bread and milk the same way that at right around this time last year everybody was buying toilet paper so we don't learn. It's, that is tr- it's great. That is true. Um, yesterday, I was like on Facebook and one of the news things that I follow was like, this is the one year anniversary of COVID hitting Massachusetts. And I was like, oh, happy one year anniversary. Oh, my God. What should we do? Happy one year anniversary. What should we do to celebrate? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Stay home. Yep, it is. Uh, it's still here. It's still happening. Yes. Um, let's get right into the Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford trade. Right into. <laughs> Tw- yeah, let's get right into <laughs> Twenty it. minutes of recording later. Let's get into it. Hey, why not? Hey, man. Um, we are we are bullshit artists of the highest order. We can talk about anything. <laughs> that is true. So Rams send two first round picks, a third round pick, and Jared Goff for uh matthew stafford from the detroit lions what are we thinking here i don't get it he's what don't you get about it how how old is matthew stafford he is 32 maybe it's just because he's played with the lions for so long and the lions have been so terrible for so long but it just doesn't strike me as worth it like that's a lot for the rams yeah that's a lot of confidence to put into a guy that hasn't actually done all that much and like I forget who sh- I forget who showed me the breakdown of like draft picks and stuff for LA, but they're basically levered. They just keep leveraging all these first round picks and everything, and making these big trades and these big manipulations to their team. Right. But like cap hits and everything else, this team is. I mean, they're good. They're competitors. They completely steamrolled us. Like they're mm-hmm. the Rams are a great team, but that's a lot of capital to give up so that you can give yourself what a two year window to get back to the Super Bowl and actually win it this time. Like, is Matthew Stafford really the guy to do that? I think at first at first glance, I thought that. But if you really think about it, the NFL draft is kind of a crapshoot. You don't know who you're going to get with that the like first round picks you're hoping that they turn out good and they end up being a star and big part of your super bowl team but how do you even know matthew stafford sure he has not had a lot of success throughout his career but he's only had a top 10 defense once he's never had a 1000 yard rusher behind him he had calvin johnson retire in his prime which do you blame him for the way that Detroit is. I don't blame anyone retiring early from like the Detroit Lions. He's never had a particularly great offensive line. I think and I think the Los Angeles Rams are clearly a better team. They have a good defense with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, 
and they have a good mix of running backs and wide receivers. Connor uh, Connor Cup or Cooper Cup, excuse me. Or Cup. He's a good wide receiver. Um, Robert Woods is also a very good option that's very underrated within the like the league. And you have like Tyler Higby, who's a good uh, option at tight end. So I think it's good for both sides, considering like the Detroit Lions are like a rebuilding team. And maybe Jared Goff can be the guy for them. Well, I think that's kind of, I'm still kind of of the same mind about Detroit. And I haven't spent a lot of time watching Detroit, obviously. So in the end, what do I know? But right. like Goff's been to a Super Bowl and he's been under center for some really good Rams teams. So at first glance, it does kind of feel like LA got a little fleeced. Like they're going to... like Yeah, I think... There were some rumors and some grumblings that Jared Goff and Sean McVay weren't seeing eye to eye and didn't want to work with each other anymore. Um, oh, well, McVay I mean, like threw him under the bus. I forget. Yeah. The the end of the season they had, I forget who they played, but they had a pretty brutal loss. And again, it's especially funny considering like all of the, all of the hype and all of the noise around, you know, Brady and Belichick and Bruce Arians and Gronk. And, you know, the media right. has made that seem like kind of a mud fest as opposed to Sean McVay, who went out during that interview and basically threw Jared Goff under the bus kicked the bus driver out the window, took the wheel, and then backed up and went forward and backed up and went forward. <laughs> all, all in the space of like, all in the space of like four minutes. It was like, oh man, this is like at least, uh, who's the guy from, who's the guy? Kyle I Shanahan. Something, yeah. At least Kyle Shanahan had like the courtesy to both, yeah. <laughs> to both of the quarterbacks that I've been paying attention to him with, like Matty Ice and Jimmy Garoppolo, at least at least Kyle Shanahan has gone out and been like, you know, that's you know that's our quarterback and it's the team and it's blah 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 blah, you know, NFL head coach kind of stuff. Yeah, didn't Sean McVay say he's a quarterback or something to like that effect? Yeah, he he was like he was pretty brutal about it. He's like he's a quarterback for now. <laughs> oh man. That was uh yeah I remember I remember seeing a couple of things on like Facebook and stuff some articles of people that were like what just happened he's not their guy anymore nope and I mean Jared Goff has a lot to prove next year I would say if he wants to continue to be a starting quarterback in the league I mean he's still young he can still you can still get some good like years out of him um at least he would be like a good bridge quarterback if like Detroit wants to find their guy eventually maybe not in this draft but like a few years down the line yeah you're not wrong and I mean and I mean like the Rams needed to offload that terrible contract Jared Goff was on I mean he he had the most guaranteed money they needed to get off of that and fill up maybe some of the other positions in the team they needed to avoid becoming the new orleans saints oh that team is that team is going to be so bad <laughs> in the next couple of years mm-hmm. and uh that's that gonna be a shame be though no it's not Ugh. but there was one rumor that matthew statford because he had like a no trade clause i think on his contract they were he got wind that the Lions were talking to the Patriots. He was like, nope, not that team. Anyone but the Patriots. And, you know, who would have been who would have been shocked from hearing that? I mean, the Patriots rehire Matt Patricia, granted not in a coaching role. 
Didn't I say that last week? Like, why would, like, Matthew... Didn't I say something last week along the lines of, like, Matthew Stafford probably won't be a Patriot because of Matt Patricia or something like that? Yeah, and I mean, again, who can blame him? As much as... As much as Matt Patricia is like, I still kind of feel like he's a little bit of an impressive figure. I mean, NASA scientist turned defensive coordinator. Like, I've got I've got a certain amount of respect for the guy in his coaching positions, but he was objectively horrible as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. I mean, he was trying to be the New England Patriots without any of, like... The thing about Bill Belichick and he can command that kind of respect because he has results. Matt Patricia, he hasn't proven anything and like trying to instill the Patriot way. That's not going to work in Detroit. Belichick also just beside even besides results. I mean, Belichick is the general manager and head coach. He has for the most part an ownership team that seems to just put 110% of their trust into him. He has historically right. had really, you know, talented players around him and has had a knack for, you know, we've talked about it before. He revives careers that people thought were dead. He has an ability to, you know, find talent not in the most uh not in the most conventional ways. Right. Like he's got he's got a history and he's got, you know, he is the patriot way. And uh and yeah, Matt Patricia did not have that kind of ability and the last time I paid attention to him was uh, <laughs> was when we played the Rams in the Super Bowl, and that was here's here's my hot take for uh, here's my hot take for this week. That might be okay. one of my favorite. I think I think twenty eight to three is. I mean, that kind of has to be the god tier, like the the number one greatest Super Bowl I've ever watched. But the one against the Rams that was you can remember that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as Patriots wins go, but like. That that Rams Patriots game was just enticing. I love I loved watching that game, and I love watching highlights from that game because it was just such a ridiculous chess match on both sides of the ball for both teams. Like I got a lot of respect for Sean McVay after that Super Bowl because that is that was crazy crazy good game planning. Yeah, it was on both sides too. Oh my god, just their offensive schemes were really effective, but our defense was kind of better. Our offensive schemes obviously were better than theirs. But their defensive schemes kept us, you know, from doing anything until that big old Gronk catch. Right. My hot take about that game, and you're going to hate this, Julian Edelman should not have gotten the Super Bowl MVP. Stephon Gilmore should have gotten it. I'm not mad at that. I think I I think that there's a uh, I think that there's an overrepresentation in, of the in, yeah I can speak yeah you can I, th- <laughs> I think there's an overrepresentation in the league and in the fandom for the offense and I think that's why Edelman got that I think he deserved it because he was definitely like the most productive one of the most offensively productive players that entire season right so it makes sense and I'm not mad at that choice but I you know I'm picking up what you're putting down especially with the way that that Super Bowl played out. I mean, without a ridiculous without a ridiculous defense, I think the Rams would have steamrolled us. So, yeah, Gilmore, Gilmore for MVP for that Super Bowl. If we could do it over, uh, you could probably convince me. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's talk about the trade market. Let's talk about the trade market cuz uh and I just and I just got a blip um Uh-oh. that Raiders are expected to field trade calls for Derek Carr this offseason. The Raiders? Uh, yeah. I don't expect <sighs> So Matthew Stafford got, 
it was two first and the third plus a player on top of it. What who do let's give like three that we think that could do it and maybe what would actually make it to make that trade i don't know (laughs) um and like i mean let's assume this watson's probably out of this race because well that was going to be my that was going to be my biggest point about this whole kind of segment is if that's what matt stafford is going for I know Belichick said that they were going to be exceptionally aggressive in the offseason, but oh man, I like I can't see the Patriots leveraging that kind of capital for anybody. Like especially since they have so many other holes on the team and there's no weapons either on top of it. Like we we don't have competent wide receivers. We don't have I mean, I think our defense is mostly good. It's good for the most part, but there are some pieces I would personally want to upgrade. I think our linebacking core needs upgrading. I think um, also edge. I think we need to get to the quarterback some more than what we have been. We need really good edges, especially considering the fact that in case... Oh, I'm going to say it. Whatever. Especially considering the fact that we're in a conference with the baby goat. Like, we need we need somebody that can get to him. Yeah, we do. Um, What do you think it would take to get Matt Ryan? Not that we're pushing for Matt Ryan, but that is also a possibility. I think Matt Matt Ryan is is a little too old for me with being 36. A little too old and he just chokes too much. Right. I have I have little interest in that and also he looks like Peyton Manning Jr. I've seen enough I've Peyton Manning was more than enough forehead for my entire life. I don't need I don't need Matt Ryan to come in where I have to look at that more. That's there's fair. something about those helmets um, that just squeeze the head in. Like would we have to we would I think at the very least we would have to give up two first rounders and Stefan Gilmore to give up to try to get any kind of quarterback. And that's just starting off the conversation. Yeah, that's not even that's just to get a quarterback. And that's a that feels like a ton to give up to get just a quarterback when we have so many other needs. But again, like my whole thing with Belichick hasn't had a good track record of first round picks in the last couple of years. I mean, Sony Michelle probably should not have been a first round pick because when I think drafting a running back in the first round, I'm thinking you're drafting, you're, you're getting a feature back. Someone who's going to be rushing the ball every single down for you. Sony Michelle is not that. I think Sony Michelle is good, but he's, he's not that guy. I think Isaiah Wynn, he's been great, just a little bit injury prone, but like, I think he's been overall solid throughout his Patriots career. Nikhil Harry has not worked out At so far. All. We're in what, year two, um, year three? We're heading into year three of Nikhil Harry. I've right. seen him catch a ball four times. Right. And I mean, if we're looking at those picks, Belichick has been able to get some of those late now, like late round gems or like those day two stars. Chase Winovich, um, we were able to get Michael Onowanu, who's been solid on our offensive line. He's he was actually voted one of the best offensive linemen this year. Very competent as a rookie. And I think he was he was drafted in like the sixth round. I just don't know. 
I don't know what I'd be willing to give up. It depends. Well, it depends on who we're giving it up for. Matt Ryan. Eh. I mean, he's more proven, I would argue, than Matt Stafford. And if that again, if that's what Matt Stafford's rate is going to be, man, trading for a quarterback in that kind of market is not really feasible based on previous Patriots off seasons. I mean, either way, I look at if if we want to be objective here, we can't be attached to any of our draft picks. Yeah. Either this year or next year, because no matter which way you, you slice it, whether we go through the draft or we go out and trade for a veteran, we have to give up something. We have to give up serious compensation. Yeah, and that was that's an interesting discussion when you're talking about somebody who's as talented and as kind of proven as someone like Deshaun Watson. But now we're at the right. now we're at the point where that just looks less and less feasible without admitting that we're probably going to be terrible again this year. Like it'd be great to have, you know, a superstar under center, but then you start actually looking at the season and the other holes on the roster and you go, is it really worth it to spend all of that capital to get this guy and then have to wait, you know, probably conservatively another two years before we're actually like the level that Patriots fans expect? Like that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough bargain. It's one that I have, I'll admit like I'm confident in that idea. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how much, I'm not sure if we can afford to do the two years of true like reloading and rebuilding that would be required from a blockbuster trade like that without fans showing up with, you know, tiki torches and pitchforks outside of one Patriot place. I, I mean... Patriots fans have to, us included, we have to expect either we're going to be pretty bad next season with not a good quarterback, or we're going to have to give up a lot to make it work. I mean, like whether it's JC Jackson or Stephon Gilmore, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd pick Stephon Gilmore just because older and he, he is considered one of the best corners in the game. I think JC Jackson still has room to grow into being a great corner. If JC Jackson has a year, even just a tiny bit better than the year he had this year, then yeah, there, then he becomes a real asset with regards to like trades and stuff like that but Gilmore yeah I'm not mad if I'm not mad if we deal away Gilmore if we get something good in return this offseason it's just what about what about Kirk Cousins because I heard the 49ers are looking to try to acquire him but I mean maybe the Patriots will look towards that option as well Kirk Cousins I I don't I don't know enough about him to speak on him with any authority, but in my mind, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Jimmy Garoppolo are all kind of on the same tier. And the only Ryan Fitzpatrick, you put Ryan Fitzpatrick in that. I I don't watch a lot of the Vikings, so I don't know, but I feel like Kirk Cousins is a little bit of a joke. I would put him in the tier below Matthew Stafford. I think he's competent. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't, I think... You think Matt Stafford Stafford, is a superstar? Not quite to that extent. I would say he is in a top 10 list of quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he falls on number 10. I guess I just don't know enough to, you know, say definitively, but he feels like for whatever reason, Matt Stafford feel he has that same kind of like, I don't know what the right word to use. Maybe like journeyman kind of quality to him. I feel like, feel like he's... I mean, obviously, because of this trade, he's hyped and somebody believes in him. But mm, I I don't know. I'm not on the hype train. Well, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? 
I'm not sure that I buy into the argument about Jimmy G that like, oh, well, he already knows the Patriot system and he knows how things work in Foxborough and wouldn't it be great to have him back? I was a card carrying member of the Jimmy G fan club when he was still under Brady. Right. And, you know, his first year where he actually got through an entire season as a starter, he went to the Super Bowl. So there's something to be said for that. But he's he's injury prone. And, you know, there was a there were a lot of arguments being made leading up to that Super Bowl that, you know, Shanahan was kind of taking the ball out of his hands and having him run it a lot. And he was in much more of a game manager like role, which I mean, mm. every quarterback that's ever been to the Super Bowl, I feel like has has had that argument lobbed against them at some point. Right, for sure. With the exception of Patrick Mahomes, who just, you know, he can do no wrong in anybody's eyes ever, except for mine, because I hate you, Kansas City, almost as much as I hate the I Titans. I mean, you, you, you just, you're just biased against Patrick Mahomes, man. I think the record shows that I have a great appreciation for Patrick Mahomes as a player and as a person. It's his team that I dislike. I mean... And the fact that his head coach is... One bad barbecue looks like a walrus. One bad barbecue sandwich away from coronary embolism or whatever. Uh, I mean, now you know how it feels uh, outside of the Patriots' world. How people felt about the Patriots for so many years. See, um, well, kind of. I would argue that I feel that way more about Tampa Bay than anything else. I mean, because now I like. <laughs> Of course, I still have I so much. Know... I, I still have so much love for the goat, but now I do kind of get yeah. it. Like Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl, wanna... and you sit back and you're like, "Of course, of fucking course, Tom Brady's going to the Super I, Bowl." I want to know the real Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans before Tom Brady showed up, like, and how many people from who are Patriots fans jump ship when Tom left. I get the sense that there's a whole lot more bandwagon fans than there are like dedicated fans, but knowing the history oh, knowing bet. the history of the Boston Red Sox, I know that there ha- there's a there is probably a small but very vocal group of Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that have been there since day 1 and are just relishing the fact that, you know, their team is this good. I mean, hey, good for them. Um, and I think this is probably a good a good as any segue to go into Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of gave mine last episode, so I'll let you kind of go in on it real quick. And also, I'm going to... I finally finished my... Finally finished my glass of wine after an hour, so I'm going to go refill a little bit. So you vamp for a minute and tell the people what you think about... Well, not what okay. you think about in general, what you think about the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody wants to dive into the recesses of your mind. All right. Um, so overall with the Super Bowl, I- I'm going to go bit by bit, not I'm going to do the game last, but I'm going to talk about commercials as well as the halftime performance. Glad that I I'm glad that I finished my errand in time for this. <laughs> You're going to go over commercials. Yes, because I swear to... Go on. Effing God. I swear to effing God, if I... When did you become a prude? One. We used to swear all the time on this podcast, and now I feel like you're making me look you bad. You know what? You know what? I swear to fucking there God. There we go. If, if I see one... Because I know your parents listen to this, so... I... I uh, mom, dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. Um... <laughs> I, I swear to God, if I hear see one commercial COVID related about how much your company fucking cares, give me a break. Stop. Stop it right there. No. I, 
I no, have cut the bullshit. I have made it perfectly clear that I am no fan of any Budweiser products, really. Anheuser Busch as a whole, you know, they they got a lot of beers. They're they're good, but Budweiser themselves. The only positive thing mm-hmm. I can say about Bud Heavy, Bud Light, Bud anything. The only positive. By the way, don't sponsor this yeah, podcast. Don't. We don't want to hear it. That's a. Don't bother hitting us up. DHMU. Unless you want to give us like straight money, we'll we'll endorse your product. Yeah, I'll sell out yeah. for. I'll sell yeah. out for Budweiser dollars. I'm I'm not above it, dude. You're such a sellout. I know. Anyways, I'm giving up punk points. Anyways, there. anyway. Um. Yeah, you are. To to wit, if I see that, I, I agree. I'm over it. I don't want to hear about how much multinational giant conglomerate corporation is caring for their communities in the wake of COVID relief. And we have to be together separately. And one day we'll all get back to the cut the bullshit in general. Yeah. But if I see one of those commercials and they bring in the Budweiser Clydesdales, which are one of my favorite marketing tools of all time. I love the Budweiser Clydesdales. I don't know why. Those, I don't like horses. Those, those are always good. I Those are always good. I have good. never given a damn about horses. I don't care, but I love those Budweiser Clydesdales. And if there's some sort you're of not, COVID... You're not a horse girl? I am not. But if there's some sort of COVID-related <laughs> bullshit and they bring in the Budweiser Clydesdales, I'm done. I'm going to their headquarters. I'm picketing. I'm gonna lie in my bed and pretend to be angry about it for 30 minutes and then forget it ever happened but still no like imagine a a doritos commercial that's like connected trying to do covid related stuff imagine a doritos commercial without post malone i mean we are truly post malone we are in a post post malone post malone fan but post malone kind of makes everything better he is kind of a marketing genius. We should get into that. That might be a that might be a future episode. We might just do a deep dive on Post Malone as a whole because yeah, in the music space I find him incredibly interesting. But anyway, he did you is. have additional yeah, for did sure. you have additional thoughts about the commercials before I went on a tirade defending a corporate um, icon? That's my only that's my only thing. I hope to I hope to god I don't see one of those commercials because they're so cheesy and corny and we're all over it and we don't care. I 100% um, also, agree. Also also better not see a Robin Hood commercial either. And let's talk about the halftime show at the weekend. Um I bet it's going to be as empty as every other show that's ever happened. <laughs> it's just going you go to you, have you ever gone to a show and you just it just you feel empty even if in a big room full of people yes yeah it's twice just gonna, in my life and i better not hear the like y'all ready like super bowl blah 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 yeah and then the fake cheering that's gonna be like this super bowl is going to be interesting and in how um what's gonna happen outside of it all what do you think about the am, weekend himself as a halftime performer honestly i think i think he's great um he's not controversial except except for when he decides to go to covid's spreading par- parties that's one i have an issue but besides that i don't think he's i don't think he's bad i don't he's i think he's going to be entertaining and i don't think he is totally out of the realm of when i when i think of like super bowl performers i think of like everyone's going to be watching it so little kids my people my age as well as people my parents age and older and are they going to enjoy it i think they're going to enjoy the weekend i think they're going to think he's okay tolerable i'm i'm actually really impressed with the decision 
for the first time in a while. I think it's progressive for sure. I think I think for one, like obviously the weekend is like chart topping of artists. Like people were up in arms about the fact that he wasn't Grammy nominated. Like he's big, he's huge, he's you know, he's pop music with a capital P. Right. But he's he's different in a way i mean for one like he's really leaned into the whole like 80s inspired synth pop kind of deal which is you know right up my alley as far as pop music goes but right especially especially in the past probably 15 years 10 15 years the super bowl halftime show has been all about the guest stars like who who else shows up and is like the surprise you know extra feature right. to the point where we is there gonna is there going to be guest stars i i would be shocked if there wasn't i mean the last time that's the that's last true. time that that's there wasn't fair. really like a guest star or at least the last time that i can remember that there wasn't like a big guest star was justin timberlake and that was a severely underwhelming performance it just looked like at one point i remember he it looked like he was playing like a basement show yeah right at the beginning he was like right at the beginning it just looked like he was playing a basement show which, but like the weirdest I mean, bougiest like ridiculous basement show ever like a basement show like neither of us would ever go to like a basement rave kind of deal yeah and but like right. justin timberlake's a fantastic performer and he's got some just certified hits mm-hmm. but like there was there was nobody else like his kind of special guest performer because they played that super bowl in minnesota was like a giant silhouette of prince behind him and it was uh, i think that kind of stuff is kind of corny that's super corny but the the point that i'm trying to make is that like whenever there are guest performers not whenever there are but like oftentimes when there are guest performers they kind of knock it out of the park and kind of bring that whole production to the next level and the best example of that we've probably talked about it on the podcast but i know we talk about it all the time whenever we talk football with anybody else the Coldplay halftime show the Coldplay. oh that was so bad the Coldplay halftime show was terrible except for the fact that beyonce and bruno mars were insanely good that is true (laughs) to the point where people talk about that show and you and i have both done it where we sat back and gone wait who beyonce and bruno mars didn't headline the halftime show who played that i miss the days when um like one of my favorite halftime performances were like um it was like a mix of a lot of people but i remember like aerosmith like christina aguilera and like a bunch of other people were playing it aerosmith I think it was, was aerosmith britney spears in sync missy yep. elliott oh okay i got it wrong but that is that one that is an insane that's one of the best ones i've seen that's an insane that's one of the best show. ones yeah what wasn't that like what was it 2002 i believe it was 2002 because i think the two no that had to be 2003 because i think the one two the 2002 super bowl was the 2001 2002 season and i'm pretty sure that's when u2 played and they had the list of yeah. all the uh all the names from uh 9-11 behind them yeah 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 like because 2000 yeah the one that the first patriot super bowl that was u2 yeah. And then mm. I think the one, the one that the first Super Bowl that they faced the Eagles, that was just Paul McCartney because they were like, we don't want to cause any controversy from the year before with like J- uh, Janet Jackson and that whole debacle. I feel like that was later. I feel like that was a P- I I feel like that was a Patriots Super Bowl, but I don't think that was that was a Patriots Super Bowl, but like. <sighs> I don't know. We're going off on a tangent. Well, anyway, I, like I if, feel like the weekend of all the like 
top tier, like, like I said, pop with a capital P performers that they could have selected. Like he has the ability and it might not be, it might not be somebody that I'm totally into. Right. It might not be something that we're like big into, but like the weekend, the weekend plus somebody has the potential to be really cool as like, not necessarily as a show, like the music nerd in me is probably going to roll my eyes a little right. bit. Like when uh, last year it was Shakira JLo and then they had like Jay Balvin or whoever. And it was like, eh, okay. Right. But what are, oh my God, the weekend and Post Malone. What about, now that I think about it, that would be what, insane. <laughs> what about like Ariana Grande? That would be another big one. And again, not like entirely up my alley, but I would actually really, really from an entertainment standpoint, I'd, I'd buy into that. The weekend with an Ariana Grande feature, uh, like I just said, Post Malone. That would, if it was the weekend and Post Malone, that could that has the potential to be a really, really great Super Bowl halftime show. Or what about? Um, I don't think Drake would do it. Maybe not. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know, but my prediction is guest star Ariana Grande. I'm just pointing that out, putting that out into the world. Okay. I just thought of that right now, but like, I think that would be a very entertaining halftime show. Um, I am very stoked at the idea that there are no Super Bowl parties this year because there's nothing worse than the people who go to the Super Bowl party and are like, I am, I'm only here to watch the commercials and watch the halftime show and then talk through the whole game. Yeah. No, get out. Get See, out. I don't want you here. And I hate that on both sides. I don't like the people that show up and go, I'm just here for the Super Bowl, you know, commercials. Like they get re What about the puppy bowl? They get released it. They get released a week early. I'm surprised that I haven't seen more hype around some sort of big Super Bowl commercial leading up to this week. So go go away with that. But the the flip side of that is also I hate the people that show up and they're not watching the game and they don't care about the commercials. The Super Bowl is like go mm. the Super Bowl is like going to the movies. You show up and you take in yeah. the entire thing and like obviously great plays there's supposed to be chit chat but like you need to be paying attention to the entire thing or you're not getting the experience so go and shut up i i love the super bowl um i could argue i like it more than christmas because there's no there's no pressure on getting gifts you're just making a, sh a shit ton of food good food that's totally unhealthy for you you're just absolutely watching football and drinking beer and it's beautiful and i just oh man i do i do miss super bowl i say i miss super bowl parties but i haven't been to any particularly great super bowl parties Ex both both of my best super bowl memories are from college <laughs> i miss shout out to andy esborn a uh, friend of the podcast um Indeed. He had a great Super Bowl party against the Falcons. It was the Patriots versus the Falcons. That was a great one. Great spread. Um, that was awesome. Way too much alcohol. <laughs> but that's fine. Frozen margaritas fine. and somebody may have had almost an entire 12-pack of Sam Adams in one four-hour period. We don't know who. To give a hint, it wasn't me. As, as Shaggy says, wasn't me. I'm pleading the fifth. But that was Anyways. that was a magical, magical super. That was probably the best case scenario for Super Bowl parties. And then the second best one behind that was our freshman year, watching it in our uh, in our suite with our suite mates, all of whom yeah, getting Chinese. We all got Chinese food. We all watched it. Dan and I flipped a chair over when we thought we had lost, and then we realized that Malcolm Butler had made that interception, and we grabbed your Super Bowl blanket and started running across campus. Yes.
Very magical. Um, now we're into the game aspect of this. Um, obviously, I think it's going to be a close game. I I don't think the offenses are going to be as high flying as they have been. I think Buccaneers are going to shut out Patrick Mahomes and get to him with Nandamik Minsu and also uh, JPP. And I think the same thing with Kansas City getting to Tom Brady, Chris Jones, and ah oh man, I'm blanking on the other edge defender that they have. But I think it's going to be a close game. Final score, 24-21, and I'm giving the edge to the Chiefs. 24-21 Chiefs, that's your... 24-21 Chiefs. My line was 28-24 Chiefs. And I have a much more I have a much more cynical take. I think you never underestimate Tom Brady in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. I think it is going to be I think it's gonna be a little bit of a mud fest. I think there's gonna be a lot of back and forth. I do think it's probably the Chiefs in reality. I'm not a betting man, so I am hedging right. my bets a little bit, but I think it oh, could man, I guess you didn't buy GameStock. Game GameStop stock then. <laughs> that entire thing just Oh, man. I had to put my phone down. Hey, I made money. Did you really? Not off GameStop, but like another stock that that uh, that uh, that Reddit did or boosted. Oh, man. We can we can get into all of that <laughs> at some point. But, <laughs> oh, man. That that entire that entire thing was just outrage culture at its worst. Um, no, I think I think what I was going to say is it, it, it could just as easily get flipped. Um, right. I think it I think it. I think the final score is 28-24. In reality, I think it's 28-24 Chiefs, but I could also very, very easily see it turning around and being Tampa Bay just... I think the one thing that I can say for Tom Brady himself, but also the Tampa Bay team, is that just durability is insane. Mm. Their ability to play at a high level for the entire four quarters... Like there have been there have been times this season and they've like they've kind of pulled it out and this is what they've kind of built their brand on since Patrick Mahomes has become their quarterback. Kansas Kansas City can play at a high level and they play arguably they actually play better when they are behind. I would agree with that. But, and I mean Kansas City, I think for the most part this year, there's been a couple instances where they were just not good. They were not they were kind of not really pulling their weight and then all of a sudden they just flip a switch and turn it on the oh shit button gets hit and they kind of kick it into high gear right but like the thing is that you watch you watch that team and there have been multiple times over multiple years where they have had to they've had to hit the oh shit button and then they pull it out but there have been times where you do look at them and you're like, man, that team is tired. That team is sluggish right now. They, you know, they played three quarters of their best football and now they are just, they are spent. And you don't right. really get, and you don't get that from Tampa Bay. There, there are games where they do not look good and they're making mistakes and they're a little, they're rough around the edges and there's a lot going on and, you know, there's flags getting called on, you know four out of five plays and stuff like that but they never look they never look tired they just look unorganized and i'm not sure which is worse being tired or being unorganized i think 
I think looking unorganized is probably worse. If I had to... Well, especially in the Super Bowl, I would argue, yeah. Right. But in a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and with a team that's very hot right now versus, you know, the defending champions who always seem to be able to pull these wins out of their ass, I... Those two seem to even out. And I think you're, I think you're right on the money. Edge Kansas City, because I think they have just shown themselves to be consistently the better football, the, the better football team than everybody all the time. But... Right. A slightly unorganized but highly energetic team with Tom Brady as your leader. Ah, uh, you could you could do it. You could you could easily do it. I think they could squeak by. But in my heart of hearts, yeah, I think I think we're going to be watching Kansas City win this again, and I'm going to have to mute Kansas City from all social media for like five months and let them calm down. Because the one thing I can say I about mean, Kansas City over Philadelphia is that they are <laughs> at least at least they're putting in the work as opposed to Philadelphia, where I'm still watching Philadelphia Eagles fans all over social media talking about their uh, count them one Super Bowl. <laughs> all on one hand, it, like I'm trying to think. I had one point. I forgot what I was going to say. Something about unorganized teams, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Yes. Was it something about the Super Bowl? Uh, Just taking a guess here. Wow, you you're kind of a smart ass, no, huh? I'm so insightful. You're so insightful. I love your kind of analysis it's here. Because I'm a Scorpio. I just think deeper. <laughs> and you're just an asshole. <laughs> this unde- undeniable fact. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I got raised to be such a smart ass, but I think I mean, for the second time this episode, we have to, it's an audio format, but I think we have to turn to the screen in a Jim Halpert fashion and look at Joe and Beth Lagambina and go, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think, all right, who do you think has the potential of, of being the Super Bowl MVP? On either side, because we think it's a, a, a toss-up no matter what. And also, like, now I just thought of my point that I was trying to make. Um, I think I'm so excited for the Super Bowl because I think it's the most, it's the best quarterback matchup we have seen since, I would say, arguably since Joe Montana versus the, uh, like, Dan Marino back in the 80s. That's why I'm so excited about this, and I can't wait to watch it. It's going, it, ugh. Uh, I'm going to watch every single snap, and I can't wait. And I'm so glad I'm not going to be at a Super Bowl party for any of this and people talking through the whole game. Precisely. I'm going to be sitting here alone. Uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to figure out a way to do like mood lighting with my new smart lights. And you and I may have to figure out maybe a live stream on Instagram. Yeah, maybe. Maybe at some point. Give our hot takes while we're both sitting there drinking something and either infuriated or joyous over watching our boy our boy tom brady i mean obviously we want him to win but i think kansas city is just a better team yeah this but is true andy reed does have uh does have a history of choking so maybe andy reed does choke again andy reed's all about time if he doesn't have time on the clock absolutely he he does choke and um from from 
literally his first year starting games with the Patriots, Tom Brady has shown nothing if not an ability to manipulate the clock, which is why I hesitate to make like a hard and fast like it's going to be Kansas City or it's going to be Tampa Bay. Like it's been it's been a literal toss up every time a Tom Brady led team has gone against an Andy Reid led team. It's right. I mean, Kansas City would have been in three straight Super Bowls if they didn't drop if they didn't go off sides. Yep. If they didn't go off sides, they would have been in the Super Bowl. Not wrong. Um, but you raised an interesting question a minute ago. Um, Super Bowl MVP. Got to pick one from each side. Yes. For some reason, and again, what do I know? I'm trying to be an audio engineer. I'm a music guy. I've only recently become like a diehard football fanatic. I've never been sure. Only, only in this, uh, only in this back half of my life have I become, you know, a true sports fan. <laughs> um. You like that Hard Times article where it's like um, quarter life crisis got like hardcore kid like turns to like uh, liking hockey, but yours like hey, uh, this time it's football. Now that you now that you've mentioned it, shout out to the Bruins. Five unanswered goals last night. We're recording this on Tuesday. Shout out to the Bruins. Five unanswered goals against the Capitals. That was a a sublime fifteen minutes of hockey. I loved every second of that. Um. Anyway. For some reason, um, now that I've gotten the point across that I know nothing when it comes to sports, which is funny because this has been such a sports-centered podcast. Um, yes. For some reason, the tight ends come to mind. I feel like, like we, okay. like we, like we established, like we established. This is this is an offense-centric league in so many ways, mm-hmm. and they love to reward the offensive players. I think the obvious choice if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl on Sunday, I think the obvious choice is Tom Brady, because, I mean, what a freaking story. This guy is established as the face of Patriot Nation. He is he is established already years before as the greatest of all time, the greatest player to ever play this game and maybe any other organized sports game. And then he right. goes to a different franchise. He doesn't have a preseason. He has all these things. He has all these setbacks, you know, going into the season. And Tampa Bay looked rough for the first half of this season. Yeah, for sure. For him to go to a different team and then win the Super Bowl with this with this team the first year, that's yeah, it's a pretty it's pretty obvious that if Tampa Bay wins, it's probably going to be Brady as MVP. Um, but still, for some reason, I have a feeling that this is also going to be such an offensive game and it's going to be such an offensive slugfest yes i wouldn't give me one second i'll just keep vamping while you leave i do have a feeling that this is going to be a really um i do feel that considering the fact that this is going to be such an offensive minded game that maybe we see travis kelsey and gronk just really go for it and it would be kind of funny to see gronk win mvp for some sort of heroic, you know, just came out of retirement kind of madness. I don't think that's actually reasonable, but it would be interesting to see a kind of comeback in that way. And on, I mean, he would dent it no matter what. Oh, he would, he would dent another Lombardi trophy. I, you know what? Actually, if he <laughs> dented another Lombardi trophy for a team other than the Patriots, I think I would actually be kind of mad. That was such a, that was such a like flash in the pan for any Boston sports fan. If that happened again, that it would so really funny. feel kind of cheesy and stupid. I don't think he would. I don't, I don't think he would either. But if he did, I would probably. In in all honesty, I would probably be kind of mad about it. So yeah, Tom Brady, maybe Gronk. Um, if if Tampa Bay wins, 
Tom Brady, obviously, if Tampa Bay wins. Gronk, if he has some sort of superhuman game, which I, I think based on some of the flashes that he's had this season and the fact that there seems to be a real concerted effort to keep him healthy, if he really mm-hmm. just kind of went all out this game and became like a game-changing kind of figure the way that he was in that Super Bowl against the Rams with the Patriots, I right. I could see it. Um, As far as Kansas City goes... Again, I'm left with quarterback and tight end. I mean, they're going to have Tyreek Hill double covered the entire time, and that's going to make it really difficult for him to do any kind of super heroic thing. Travis Kelsey has been baby Gronk. So like if he has some sort of superhuman game, which he has had, you know, every other game this season, I could see him getting MVP, but I could also easily see them turn around and be like back-to-back Super Bowls. The kid's the baby goat. Here's an MVP award to Patrick Mahomes. Like, I mean, only if he plays well, though. Yeah, which, I mean, again, I, I, I don't doubt he will. And I think that's probably right. going to be the biggest hurdle that Tampa Bay has to go through for the entire Super Bowl is that I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to go out and he's going to play his ass off. And here's another hot take. I wouldn't be surprised to watch Patrick Mahomes get injured again in the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously you hope he doesn't. I d- I, yeah. Again, not wishing ill on anybody. I want to see the best game that I can. And the best game that I can see is going to happen if Patrick Mahomes is playing. But I also, uh, in reality, and as unbiased as I can be, I wouldn't be surprised to watch him get injured again. And selfishly, it would be a really funny narrative to watch Patrick Mahomes go to back-to-back Super Bowls and then spend an entire offseason with people kind of sitting back and being like, hmm, does he have durability issues? Oh, man. That's going to be... <sighs> There's a reason why I've stopped watching a lot of sports talk because of like stupid narratives like that. Exactly. But that would be the reality of that situation if he got injured again. And I would not be shocked if he did get injured again. I hope he doesn't because the best Super Bowl that we can watch has him under center and him playing every snap. But of course. All right. My predictions. I have three for the Tampa Bay for Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, of course, because he if they win, I think I don't know if it's a lock necessarily. I mean, if other players rise to the occasion, I think Tom Brady has a good shot at it because Tom Brady does play the most important position in sports. I think out of all the weapons for Tom Brady, I wouldn't give it to Gronk. I'd give it to Scotty Miller. Uh, and I think I think Scotty Miller's I, I think Scotty Miller is a perfectly fine thing with the same caveat that I gave Gronk. Like I think Gronk it would go right. to another level because Gronk was so quiet for so long. And if he has some sort of superhuman game where he just really kind of goes for it all, that's when I can see that. But the same thing with Scotty Miller, his bars set a little bit lower. If he has like an insanely productive Super Bowl, yeah. I mean, that's how Edelman got it. Yeah. And I think he can be certainly productive. Um, my final one is on defense, Shaquille Barrett, edge rusher for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's gotten eight sacks this year. And I think, I mean, last year he was a, he was a pro bowler. He led the league in sacks with 19 and a half. I think he is someone to watch for potentially in this game. And if he makes a good, if he makes an impactful defensive play, I think there is no question you have to give it to him. Yeah, if he if he manages to do if he manages to do what he's capable of doing and he does it against Patrick Mahomes, yep, I'm I'm buying what you're selling. 
yeah, I think if if he's able to, and I mean, like, Patrick Mahomes is very elusive. He is not the easiest person to bring down, but if Shaquille Barrett can get, like, a couple sacks, maybe a strip fumble, I mean, just like how, for example, Dante Hightower, 28-3, to there was a real, there was probably a real argument he probably could have won um, Super Bowl MVP of that game, besides Brady and Edelman as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, those were, like, the top three that probably, those were, like, the first three people that I would think of that would deserve that award. I see it, yeah. Now, for Kansas City, obviously Patrick Mahomes, I think... You have to respect everything that he's done, and he is the best quarterback in the league, bar none, so I think he can do it. Now, as far as another offensive weapon goes, I would give it to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big game um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Defensively, I mean, they're kind of—it's a mixed group, right? Like, there isn't, like, a standout person that— that kind of jumps out at you. I think the only one would be Tyron Matthew. And I think if he can get like a pick six and break up like a lot of Brady's passes in the like a uh, secondary, I think he would be a great candidate for Super Bowl MVP. But also Chris Jones and Frank Clark are there as well. But I would think having to guess it, no surprise here, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, back-to-back Super Bowls with his kind of athleticism and everything else. I yeah. We also could be wrong here. Like, we could be dead wrong, and it could be someone who comes out of nowhere and becomes the Super Bowl MVP. And that has happened before. It has. Uh, look at Larry Brown from the Cowboy Steelers Super Bowl back in the 90s. You probably don't know who that is. And yeah, after the Super Bowl, he didn't do anything. Or the Super Bowl MVP of the uh, Seahawks, Denver Broncos. Um, I think Malcolm something or other. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown? Malcolm something or other. He didn't do anything after that Super Bowl. Kind of a forgettable guy. I I don't know his name, so <laughs> you can give give any insight on that one. Um, yeah, that's our Super Bowl predictions: twenty four, twenty one, Kansas City Chiefs, and you are twenty eight, twenty four. I have to pick, so I'm saying Kansas City, but I'm not shocked if it's twenty eight, twenty four, Tampa Bay. I also wouldn't expect. I also wouldn't be surprised if it was like twenty one ten, and it like entering halfway through the third quarter. And the Chiefs just blast by the Buccaneers. Oh, I think the first. I th- I think the first two and a half quarters of this game are going to be nonsense. I think the yeah. I think the first two and a half quarters of this game are not going to be indicative of anything. No, probably not. I mean, it's it's all going to come down to the fourth quarter and who has the ball in the la- like who has the ball in their hands at the last minute. Yep. It's going to be a slugfest. They're going to be throwing haymakers the entire time. And like you said, and we've been saying it for two episodes now, I think this is going to be one of the most interesting Super Bowls anybody's ever watched. Can't wait. Um, I'm excited. All right. We are head towards the end of this show. Let's talk about our recommendations for this week. I got mine locked and loaded. Go for it. My, my recommendation this week is... Uh, it's an Instagram account recommendation. Uh, and it's funny because we mentioned him already in the podcast, our friend Andy Esborn, also known oh, as uh, also known as Master Dingo. 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 Uh, 
Dingo has an Instagram account called Dingo's Playback. And I think it's pretty much once a day. Andy is going and putting out uh, songs and clips from like the entirety of his life and basically just doing like a song a day recommendation of songs that he loves and songs that have influenced him and he puts little blurbs and stuff. I uh, I actually got the chance to write one of the blurbs one week because he was, he and I were talking about Fountains of Wayne uh, after our podcast episode and we were talking about Valley Winter Song, which I'm on record as saying is one of my favorite songs of all time. It is a, uh, yeah, great, great Instagram account, great follow, nice little shot in the arm each day, good songs and stuff. So that is my uh, yeah top tier content from social media. So I would recommend going and following. It's all one word at Dingo's Playback. Good good account. Good follow. True, 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 true. Good good account. Oh man, what is my recommendation of this week? Always one of us that doesn't know what the hell to do at this point I mean, in the last podcast. Week, I, last week I knew exactly what it was going to be, and Fucking for tushy, those of man. you who yeah tushy not. Yeah, I mean, my bidet is magical. That might just be my my recommendation again this week. No, veto, veto. You can't uh, do the same uh, recommendation man. two weeks in a row, especially not for a clean oh, butt. That's not how this works. Come on, you got to have a clean butt uh. to do anything. <laughs> Otherwise, it's shitty. I hate you. <laughs> I can't make the same joke <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> I can't laugh at the same joke two weeks in a row. I hate that so much. Oh, man. Uh, um, recommendations this week. Um, all right. One of my recommendations this week that I've really been into is the Harboro Star Mix Gummy Candies. It has a good mix of everything you want. It has some sour snakes, some gummy Coca-Cola, some gummy cherries, as well as gummy bears and gummy rings. And they are delicious, and I love eating them. Have them at least once a week. Top tier gas station snack. Yeah, I would, like, if we're talking about, they're S tier for sure. Oh, so good. I love and I love me some gummy bears. I, and I always do this weird thing where I, I organized my candy before I, like, consume it. And I always eat the, the candy I, like, don't like the least. And then I work up and have, like, the candy I like the most at the end. I didn't know that about you, but it's just another reason why you're my best friend. Because that's exactly what I do. When I have, like, a mixed bag of anything, I, like, methodically work through it. Like, I have to organize it. And I'm like, it's, it's like when I'm at work. And for whatever reason, my coworkers always... I don't know what they do with their cashier, like with their registers, but all the bills are upside down, like the wrong way and everything. And that just, that drives me up a wall. Oh, dude, I used to, that was one of my best time killing activities. Uh, I used to work for Lowe's, the hardware store. Hold mm-hmm. for applause. I, uh, <laughs> when we'd have, when we'd have like off times or whatever i would log into all the registers because even my managers wouldn't do it and i knew that they wouldn't do it so my managers don't do it either here they would give us like they would give us like fresh um registers at the beginning of the day and if i was working like an opening shift or something i would literally log into every computer open it up 
and then just go and a couple of people tried to talk me out of it because they were like, oh, you're on camera, you're handling the money that makes you liable to do these certain things. And I was like, yeah, but the bills aren't proper. No, they're not. Like they're supposed to all be facing the same way. And I don't have like I'm not I'm not so retentive that like it has to be facing left or facing right or whatever. But they've all got to be the same way. And they've got to be the same right. way like top matter. to bottom. Yep. Oh man. Can't believe we're going on a tangent about this. But anyways, um Star Mix Harborough snacks got to have them and also um do my thing and organize them. And guess how I organize them or like what I eat first and what I eat last. Whoever guesses correctly wins nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll Venmo you for a six pack of beer. Okay. A- AJ's looking at me I'm like, okay with that. like I'm crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you just get a shout out on the podcast, but it's it, okay. If you get it correctly, you get a, you get a six pack of beer. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up today um have anything else to say aj follow us on uh it's at packy run pod on instagram and twitter tell your friends about the podcast spread it by word of mouth uh the more you tell people to listen the more people that download it and everything else the closer we can get to doing this as not just a hobby but maybe eventually we can bring you content and get paid for it which is really the millennial dream true 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 but I'm going to keep buying microphones we'll and stuff anyway. But I mean, if I could get paid to get microphones and interfaces and editing equipment and everything, I'm not mad. For sure. Um, but we will talk to you next week. Take it easy. Be safe. Be smart. Buy some stonks. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Bye-bye. Uh...